the bell has rung. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality right here on the In Ring Reality YouTube channel and Facebook page. And of course, if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast version, I appreciate you as well. I, of course, am your host, Josh Rodaskis, and today I'm happy to be joined by a good friend of mine who I haven't actually done a video with in quite some time. This is David Rivera, Fort Minor Project. How are you? Doing good. What's going on? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there because obviously the lead story from what's been going on the last few hours um, has kind of hit me right in the feels. So, in case for some weird reason, this is the only source you have for wrestling news, and you didn't see Money Night Raw, the man Becky Lynch is no longer your Raw Women's Champion as she announced her pregnancy. So, needless to say that I was very emotional. The way I put it is I've never been so simultaneously overjoyed and happy at the same time. That's the way I told people how I was feeling. So, how are you feeling? What was your reaction to this? Yeah, watching Raw last night, you know, I heard rumors prior beforehand because I was on Twitter and everything. So, I was telling someone else, I wasn't going to believe it until Becky Lynch actually came out and said it. And then, come to find out, Raw starts, we have this promo, Becky Lynch comes out and everything. Not only did she have the briefcase, but she actually had also the Raw Women's Championship too as well. So, I don't know what to expect, really, but her announcing her pregnancy and it was official. I'm definitely happy for her, and she actually handed over the Raw Women's Championship to Asuka as well. So, a lot happening at once, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was definitely something I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, was for the because she came out with the money in the bank, and I was just like the announcers. I was like. Why does she have Oscar's briefcase? Like, I knew yeah. that she was going to confront the women's money in the bank winner, but the champion should not have the briefcase. And then I noticed, wait, she doesn't have the title. And then I started, is the title in there? And so it just sort of slowly evolved into what we actually saw. But we talked yeah. off the air just before we came in. We're both kind of a belief that Oscar didn't, have that in her script, like her reaction seemed 100% legit to the news. Yeah, I think she was just uh, surprised that most of this one really, and it was like kind of like added character and everything like I talked to you before about before we met live. So yeah, Asuka's a new champ and Becky's a mom. Who knew? It's great. It's great. Like, it's definitely, yeah. I, I am the mom for sure now. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely it, it, is. It's, it's great. It's it's a wonderful thing, and it, it but it's so sad at the same time. Just because, from a fan standpoint, it's just a little sad because four hundred day reign has to end that mm. way. Like she doesn't get to yeah. the title; she has to vacate it. Like that that's the only part that's a little bit sad because you're used to wrestlers getting injured, things happening. You don't see them for a while, but usually. Mm-hmm there's usually some kind of way for something to come to an end, but this was just out of nowhere from a kayfabe standpoint. So, yeah. 
But anyway, Money in the Bank, though, was was very, very good. I was really surprised, one, how short the card ended up being. It was only two hours and 30 minutes, which I can't remember the last time a pay-per-view went that short from WWE. And two, I was really surprised by the fact that, uh, and Gene and everybody in the comments, by the way, I do see your comments. I just want to get through the show before we start answering comments because that kind of interrupts the flow and makes it easier to put it at the end. But as I was saying, like, I can't remember the last time that a pay-per-view was that short, first of all. And then second of all, the way that they did Money in the Bank, like when they said Money in the Bank was going to happen at the same time, like the men and women's matches, I was like, how in the heck? But it was cinematic, much like the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse. Mm -hmm. So it was the most unique match I think I can ever remember seeing with that big of a stakes. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I honestly didn't know what to really expect. But yeah, I was definitely surprised in how short Money in the Bank ended up being. I had to look back at the clock just to be sure on what time it was. So I don't remember, honestly, the last time we did have that short of a pay-per-view. So I could kind of expect it now. We might see it for the upcoming pay-per-view for Backlash. And uh, these cinematic matches are actually adding a lot more, which is pretty interesting how they're doing it. Yeah, I, I love what they're doing. You know, for for the horrible situation that we are in with the pandemic, mm-hmm. I love the fact that they have found a way to be creative because what other choice do they have? Because certain mm-hmm. elements of pro wrestling just don't work without a crowd. So they have yeah. to figure out something else to do. And I'm, I really enjoy these cinematic matches. That they've been doing for sure yeah definitely and um yeah we'll see what else they can really do with these other matches and um like especially like with drawn and grace that one actually surprised me and that i like how they added like the puppets and everything to it so yeah they're definitely finding their ways definitely that's for sure yeah for sure well let's we talked about money in the bank and well, we mm-hmm. started to anyway. But uh, what did you think about, obviously we know what happened with Oscar, and that was clearly mm-hmm. the right choice given what we know now. But Definitely. what did you think about Otis? Like that one really surprised mm-hmm. me, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, honestly, I was going for like either AJ Styles or Aleister Black, but Otis was the last person I would expect to actually win it, and he just won it by mistake, and it just was basically thrown to him so i think there's a lot of different ways they can go with this with otis and either he can go at it and cash in and lose it or go at it and deal with the tag team titles somehow i don't know i wouldn't be surprised about anything else like that at this point either i i agree with that like the tag titles was the Mm -hmm. first thing that popped into my mind like now that the Mandy Rose storyline has been settled. You know, Tucker will eventually come back in. So I wouldn't be surprised I'm going that way. But let's face it, this whole Mandy Rose storyline has made Tucker the hottest thing on SmackDown. Like, people are loving Otis. So, one, mm-hmm. WWE for once, they actually went with the hot hand, which they usually don't do a lot of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was really surprised by that. But also, I was actually thinking, like, are they going to use the opportunity of the briefcase where you don't have to cash it in right away and really start building him up as a credible singles competitor? I mean, they could do that as well. Yeah, they could do that. I was also thinking they might go at a vote where maybe someone wants to face him for it. Maybe he'll lose it that way and someone else will be the briefcase winner like we've seen before. That, that could be the case too because both AJ Styles and Baron Corbin had their hands on the briefcase. So they kind of have a legitimate claim to say, hey, you should not have this thing. You know, That was a complete fluke. And both yeah. of them were heels. So from a character standpoint, it would make sense. It wouldn't be like another face was coming out mm-hmm. through it, like an Daniel Bryan. So yeah. I could see that happening. And I think AJ would be really interesting because of the whole continuing with Undertaker thing that I think will continue when we finally have a crowd again. Does mm-hmm. that mean that Taker, in his last hurrah, as it were, gets another championship shot. Like, does AJ end up becoming WWE champion before we see him face Taker again? Like, that's one avenue they could definitely go down. Yeah, anything can really happen at this point. And I know as of recently, like, I don't know how it's going to work for other superstars, but I know apparently King Corbett's supposed to be showing up on Raw, so I don't know how that's going to turn out. Well, yeah, that's the other thing that's on the list of things to talk about was the whole um, open brand invitation because apparently the networks have not liked the ratings because they've been at record lows because for a lot of people, I guess, empty arena wrestling just doesn't work. So the networks are trying desperately to figure out how to fix things. So they figure if they have stars on all the shows, it might boost ratings some, but I also think it's actually really smart because with the pandemic, there's a lot of people that aren't able to work or aren't comfortable working. So they have mm-hmm. a smaller roster as a whole to begin with, and they don't have as many people to use as a whole to begin with. So I think this rule could actually make a lot of sense and make the product better as a whole. Yeah, it's something that I'll have to get used to again because I know we just kind of dealt with the wild card rule. So unless they have it like differently this time and then maybe the brands will end up actually ending and then they actually make it more exciting, we'll see what happens because I know now Charlotte Flair is looking to be on SmackDown and everything. So That's crazy. That means Charlotte's literally working all three shows. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> champion. Yep. That is absolutely insane when you sit and think about it. Yeah. So before before I get into the rest of Money in the Bank, just because I realize I haven't really talked to you in forever, people mm. that watch your videos would know the answer to this. But for my audience, I'm just curious if you could tell us, like, how how do you feel as a wrestling fan right now? Like, are you grateful? That wrestling is still happening during this pandemic, or do you think it was a mistake and guys, girls shouldn't be working? Or how, how are you taking all this? 
Well, in the beginning, I wasn't too sure about it, and somehow they were able to make it work, and I saw they were being safe about it just by hearing stuff. Um, but as of right now, I am thankful about it, and it's the only thing that we really got that is live since there's no other sports going on. I know they're looking to come back at a later date, so even that's up in the air. So I'm pretty much like taking it for what it is. So it's not just WWE, too. I know there's Impact. They're doing shows without fans and everything. So, you know, wrestling basically is kind of like the medicine right now. So we definitely can use it. It is is the medicine. I mean, that's the way I look at it as well. We -hmm. need some sense of normalcy. So at least as wrestling fans, we're still getting that in a way. I mean, as normal as it can be. So what has been your favorite match of the empty arena era? for lack of a better way to put it. Like, what what have you enjoyed the most? That's an interesting question. I guess, you know, going back to probably like WrestleMania and everything, so far has been like my favorite show that I've enjoyed out of it. Not to say like actual match or anything, but like just the show in itself, really. Yeah, I thought WrestleMania was great as well. I, I agree, I agree with you there. So, New, back to Money in the Bank now. Mm-hmm. New Day retains the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Wasn't really surprised by this one because they just put the titles on them. So that really didn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, with the New Day winning, I mean, that's fine. Um, it would have been actually interesting if they had the Lucha House Party win it there. But, I, I agree. Yeah. Or even yeah. Forgotten Sons, because since Forgotten yeah. Sons came to SmackDown, they've actually been good and entertaining. Go figure. Yes, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would have been okay with either one. But, you know, New Day won. And mm. do you think New Day ties into this hacker storyline? Or do you think the hacker is targeting someone else? Like, Maybe Sasha and Bailey. Like, where do you think that's going? I really don't know at this point. Really, I thought it was like with Sonya and Mandy, but I guess it's like they're just watching everybody at this point to see who they're gonna, I guess you know, debut or re-debut, whoever it is. And um, I'm really curious to see who it's gonna be and when they show up. Yeah, as am I. I. I originally thought it was going to be Ali, because if you look at the symbols, it looks a lot like his symbol that he wears on his mask. Yeah, I I thought Ali, too. I saw on Twitter, too, like, I saw, like, the CM Punk reference, but I don't know. (laughs) That's kind of, like, hopeful thinking. Yeah, that's just people being way too hopeful. I mean, let's face it, at at this point. Plus, if CM Punk's ever going to return to WWE mm-hmm. or anywhere else, CM Punk's not going to waste the return in the middle of this virus. He's no. going to come back when you can get that earth-shattering crowd reaction. I could see that. That would be cool. That's Yeah, that's what I, that's what I feel anyway. So mm. then we had on the pre-show, because I accidentally skipped over, we had um, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. This was a decent little match for what it was yeah it was kind of like out of nowhere but it was cool to see jeff hardy come back and he didn't really like miss a beat or anything 
Oh, no, for sure. And Jeff Hardy and Cesaro, like, if they mm-hmm. give those two time and actually have them feud, like, that's a mouth-watering feud when you think about it. Yeah. And hopefully Cesaro will actually be, like, in the main event. I would love to see that. Oh, yeah, I've been pushing for that for years. I would love to see that. So, um, I was trying to think how the card went. Oh, yeah, R-Truth versus was supposed to be R-Truth versus MVP, but then it ended up being Bobby Lashley in a squash match. And then Truth said he's going to go after Tom Brady and get his baby back. So I guess the 24-7 title isn't dead. Like, there was so much going on with this, like, one little 10-minute block. Like, I really didn't know how to react to it. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really too much going on. I just... Felt like Bobby Lashley was trying to get like his frustrations out or something like that. So it was a little random. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. The WWE Championship, we touched on it a little mm-hmm. bit already, but my goodness, what great storyline between or storytelling, sorry, between Bray and Braun. They they told a beautiful story in this match. Like Braun actually playing psychologically with Bray. Bray trying desperately to say, no, Braun, you have to come home because I can't control him. I can't control him, referencing The Fiend. I just thought everything Mm -hmm. about this match really worked. I was really a big fan of this. Yeah, I wasn't too sure going into it, but, you know, the build-up I thought was cool and how things were for the Universal Championship. So, you know, Braun Strowman keeping it for a while. You know, I want to see where that goes, especially where him and Bray actually continue things. And like I said, the puppets being involved, that was really cool. Yeah. Well, the puppets being involved was something I didn't expect because this wasn't mm-hmm. a cinematic match. So when they showed up yeah. in the arena, I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. And then when Braun put the black sheet mask on, I was like, oh, crap. This just got really good now. Yeah. yeah really I thought he was going to rejoin and everything. He almost got me there. Yeah, he did. He got me there for a minute. Mm-hmm. He was like, is he going to be Bray's muscle? And Bray is going to be like mind controlling the Universal mm-hmm. Championship? Like for a split second there, I thought that's what they might be doing. So, yeah, I just thought it was a beautiful story. And obviously from the end where we saw the Fiend flash Obviously, that's where they're going. They're they're building toward Ron versus actually the Fiend instead of Bray. So, you know, I'm all for it because the first match was great. Yeah, we'll definitely see where it goes. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. Drew versus Seth, I thought, was the best match of the night. Not the most entertaining match because, obviously, that was Money in the Bank. But mm. the best maybe one-on-one match we've seen in this empty arena era for, like I said earlier, for lack of a better way to put it. I really I really enjoyed this match. I thought these two just tore the house down, and it was just great storytelling from the both of them. I thought they had great mm-hmm. chemistry. Yeah, I feel like we might see you know, these things like continuing to backlash 
um true as champion has been like really cool i think he definitely deserves it so i hope he does have like a good enough title on and everything so you know yeah these two definitely had a really cool dope match i enjoyed that yeah for sure and i love what we saw from seth on raw as a result like him just mm-hmm. getting crazier and crazier <laughs> and crazier and just yeah. dipping more in to this psychotic character I, I think it's yeah. just brilliant. And like what they did with Ray, I was like, they would have never done that a couple of yeah. months ago. Like, that's not PG, what we just saw with yeah. Seth Rollins and Aaron Mysterio. So I was really taken aback by that. And and then Seth, kind of, like some people have criticized this, but I actually really liked the way Seth was like, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened out there. I don't know what came over me. That signals to me like he's snapped a little bit. And then when he gets yeah. back up into reality and he's faced with the reality of what he's done, he's very regretful. So I think mm-hmm. like if it's a combination of frustration in the ring, but also with Becky's announcement now being kayfabe and public to the world, I also think it's that too. Like it just might be him okay. like like – how can I handle being a father when I'm supposed to be, yeah. you know, the savior of this company? Like, I, I think yeah. all the elements can work into it really well. Yeah, it kind of like, in a way, like, shock a little bit, like, trying to deal with the news and everything, and then after losing, you know, to his match with Drew and everything, so... Yeah, almost, too, like, they had, like, almost respect, but I guess not, so... You know, I'm sure, you know, Seth is going to want another match down the line, definitely. I think he will. But then, you know, KO will come back at some point once his ankle heals. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there might still be yeah. something there as well between those two. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, I wanted to get your opinion on this. I said to Jamie, who's normally here with me, she got mm-hmm. tied up tonight. But I said to her, and tonight is when we're recording this, by the way, for those of you that yeah. listen to the audio podcast version, because I'm also doing a special episode tomorrow, which I'll get into at the end. So you're probably going to get back-to-back episodes in the audio-only feed. So just a heads up there, because I don't think I'll have time to edit one before I record the other. But what I what I said to Jamie was, it's really interesting now to me, how long do they let Seth, or how long does Seth let himself Maybe it's more appropriate continue to wrestle because he is at risk to contract the virus by continuing to work. And he's going to have to be able to take care of Becky and his child at some point. So are they going to pull him off TV sooner rather than later? That all depends on how things are going to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen. We'll see him like, you know, one time and then another time. But if you have been seen, they kind of like alternate people in a way. So they might have to do that. That's true. That is true. They have been Mm -hmm. going every other week. But I mean, if you're you're Seth, though, what do you do? Like, I know it's Mm -hmm. kind of impossible, but like put yourself Mm -hmm. in Seth's shoes. Do you you keep working or do you go home and be with your wife? Because you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, go back home, definitely, for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. So, 
Is there anything else that stands out to you from the last uh, couple of days before I uh, go into our live comments here? Um, just with money in the bank, you know, I really enjoyed the show and how well it went. And um, especially like with the women's match too, um, the whole thing with Bailey and what she's doing as a heel. I'm definitely liking that and want to see what oh, things ba go. Bailey is killing. Sorry. She's yeah, I would have never killing. expected that. No, I went through, I said that to Jamie as well. Like, this is yeah. the one person, like, if you would ask me a year ago, like, is there one person that'll never work as a heel? I would have said Bailey all day, every day. All day, yeah. every day. And mm -hmm. turns out that she was actually born to be a heel. She She's mm -hmm. absolutely killing this. Yeah, I Which, think she wanted it too, and I think she pitched it. I'm not too sure about the whole full story, though. I don't, I don't know about the full story either. But then mm -hmm. you start to think about it, and you're like, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised because Bailey mm -hmm. started out as one of us. She was that crazy yeah. fan that went mm -hmm. into, you know, from town to town to meet everybody. So she knows what it takes to to evolve in the wrestling business and do something different. So I'm sure she." You know, used to pretend to be a, a bad guy in her bedroom, too. So, I mean, it, it's probably not as foreign a territory to her as it seems to us. So. That's true. But, yeah, I, I love the way they're doing this. And I think, obviously, everyone believes that it's eventually going to lead to Sasha versus Bailey. But the way they're doing it is, like, the opposite of what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to be Sasha manipulating her. Now it feels like it's the other way around, especially with what we saw yeah. on Wrestle, um, WrestleMania, sorry, Money in the Bank, where Bailey just wouldn't even let Sasha talk. She was in mm -hmm. control of that whole situation and cut off that whole narrative. And the more that happens, the more you look at Sasha's face and she's just like slowly starting to be like, okay. You're going a little bit too far here. I think it's really nice, subtle storytelling yeah. that they're doing. No, yeah, and I don't know. I feel like it might actually happen at SummerSlam. That would be really interesting to see how they would turn things about that way and have them go at it for the title. I'd like to see that. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. So, before I get, just real quick before I get in the live comments, I did think of something else that I wanted to ask you. What do you, what do you think the right, if they are going to do this wild card or brand invitation rule is, like, what do you think the right approach to that is? Should they announce who's going to be there every week or should they keep it a surprise? Because I think surprising the audience would work better but mm -hmm. from the network standpoint, they probably don't want that because it's supposed to be like a ratings thing for them. And they want that ratings pop and they're not going to get it unless the casual fan is like, oh, my favorite's going to be on this show this week. So I have to watch this show. So, mm, yeah, I would actually like kind of keep it as a surprise and just have it like where the brand spread is over. And I actually kind of miss like, general managers kind of getting into this and everything, but who knows at this point. But yeah, keeping it as a surprise and having to be unexpected, I think that would be an interesting way of doing it, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. 
what is your feeling about I just I keep remembering things. Sorry, folks. I'm not trying to prolong the show. I just haven't gotten a chance to talk to David in forever. No. What, what was your what was your reaction to Charlotte at WrestleMania and now her being back in NXT as NXT champion? Like that's something so different for her. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, seeing her win, I mean, it didn't really bother me actually too much. So, you know, right now I think it's actually really cool because now we get to see all these different feuds we saw with me and him now with Io Shirai, but that's looking to continue, obviously. And then Rhea Ripley, of course. So there's a lot of different stuff that's coming out of this. And now she's looking to be on Raw and SmackDown and NXT. So who knows? Well, it's kind of endless. And I think, I think that might be a little bit of, of the powers that be panicking, thinking, okay, mm-hmm. we don't have Becky anymore. So we got to yeah. put Charlotte everywhere because there's nobody else mm-hmm. that the fans care about, which is not true at all. But from mm-hmm. a corporate standpoint, that just might be what they're thinking. I can see that, yeah. That would make sense. Well, what do you think? Who do you think she's going to drop the NXT title to whenever she does? Do you think it's going back to Rhea? Do you think it's going to go to EO? Are they going to put it on somebody else? Um, I would say probably Rhea. I think that would make the most sense. And then keep it on, obviously, on NXT. And then, unless they do the same thing, just whoever wins it, then they can do the same thing and just show up on Raw and SmackDown if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that approach as well. So we have several comments from Jean here about the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins pregnancy. So I'm just going to put them all on screen one by one, and then we can react to them. So... First comment is just mm-hmm. her saying hi to me, so hi, Jean. And the second comment is just tears emoji. I feel you. <laughs> we we feel yeah. on that. Totally yeah, that was emotional. <laughs> we were in the feels. Third comment is proud of her and Seth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, these two were made for each other. I was one of those people that shipped them before they even got together. So I'm right. I'm really, really happy for them. And I think they're going to be wonderful parents. Absolutely wonderful parents. And Definitely. Next comment is, she says... She will be back. Well, I certainly hope that's the case. I certainly hope that's the case because now with the we touched on earlier with the rumors about her doing more acting and acting being a much more safe career than wrestling, like you, that's just not a guaranteed thing. But I certainly hope mm-hmm. she'll be back. Yeah, I think definitely for sure she'll be back. If not full time, then probably like a part time thing. But you never know. You never know. You, you never know, but I, I agree with you. I think that she could definitely do a part-time thing. And Becky's one of the few people that I don't think there would be backlash for. No pun intended. No. Not talking about the next pay-per-view. But I don't think yeah. that there would be backlash for her because it's Becky. People just love her. So, mm. And they would accept the situation because it's not like she's wrestling part-time because she wants to. She's taking care of her 
daughter or son, whichever it ends up being. Yeah, that's definitely true. And when she comes back, it's going to be an awesome reception, too. Oh, without Especially a doubt. When we have the with, back. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And mm-hmm. then the final comment is she says, Hope Seth stays healthy for Becky when he's wrestling or he's taking a break because she's due in December. Mm-hmm. Well, we touched on that as well. Like, how long is he actually going to wrestle? And he is putting him south at risk and he does need to stay healthy yeah. so like i said i'm sure that they have had discussions like i'm sure they know what's yeah. best for him and best for them i don't see seth at all hurting her or his child like it'll all work yeah. out in the end for sure yeah yeah i'm sure we'll just like see him wrestle like here and there after a while pretty much not as much but you know just to be safe yeah absolutely well, David, I really enjoyed having you on, brother. It's been far too long mm-hmm. since we've got to hang out. You're welcome back on the show anytime. And I know you, you're you working on some things mm-hmm. of your own. And if you ever need my help with that, I'm down for it, for sure. Um, yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know where to find you or what you're all about, why don't you plug all your stuff as we get out of here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like you mentioned, I'm looking to work on the In the Hot Seat podcast. I'm looking to be not only on Mixer, but Twitch and everywhere else. But where you can find me is YouTube with Fortnite Project as well. And you can find me on Twitter as well with In the Hot Seat 89 and pretty much Fortnite Project straight across the board, basically, everywhere else. There you go. And for me, you all. You all know the drill for, for the show. It's at Henry Reality everywhere. For my other ventures, of course, it's just at Josh Rosowski is everywhere. The Becky Lynch fan page is on Instagram. It's at Deadly Becky Lynch is the goat. And also for my personal Facebook profile that I sometimes do Facebook exclusives to and things like that, it's at Josh Rosowski's YT because as I mentioned before, I already had a personal Facebook, but then I opened one up for the public. So there's that one as well. So as I always like to say to end every show, whoa, almost forgot. Oh, see, this is the problem with going live. Sometimes you forget things. Tomorrow, tomorrow mm-hmm. I'm going to be back here around 11 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, sitting down with a good friend of mine named Chris Cummings from the UK and we're going to be doing a Becky Lynch special talking about the future of Becky Lynch and that originally came out of the fact that he's also a movie buff like me so we wanted to talk about her acting career or the potential of it but now with her pregnancy as well there's a lot more to talk about with that so you can look forward to that tomorrow so as I always like to say life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to go out and do something great today.